Hey, everybody, welcome in. It is The Wrap on NRM Streamcast. Tom Mazaway alongside my buddy Jess Monticello sitting in for Clarence Black today. And we are brought to you by our good friends at Warren RV Storage. Yep, they're in Warren. 6900 East 14 Mile Road. Of course, right on 14 and Van Dyke. 24-hour security camera surveillance LED-lit parking area, fenced and gated property with a signed keypad gate code, and you can get in anytime you want. Gates are operational 24-7. And make sure you say hi to Roger Z and the gang at Warren RV Storage on 14 Mile and just off of Van Dyke. Tell them Maz sent you. And uh, if you send them anybody, tell your neighbor, get that RV out of their driveway. You want it, just put it away. It's safe. No one has to worry about it. Get it out of that driveway. It doesn't belong in your driveway. Put it at Warren RV Storage. If you do, they'll even give you a little referral fee for bringing on it over there. So just tell them Matt sent you. We appreciate them sponsoring us. And Jess, uh, news just out maybe 10 minutes ago. This is called Hot Off the Presses. Oh, cool. Michigan-Ohio State, uh-huh. the game, has been officially canceled. Michigan backs out. They had more COVID testing today. I know people are going to say, ah, they backed out because they don't want to play Ohio State. They're chicken, blah, blah, blah. Supposedly they were practicing today, and then this came down. And for the first time since 1917, they will not play. And we will have Anthony Broom on so here with us. So this is as close as Harbaugh is going to get to a win, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and a lot of people have texted me, man, is this the last game he's going to coach? I don't think it is. But a guy that knows more about it is uh, – one of my favorites, Anthony Broom. We worked together for a long time at our old station, 105.1, when it was a sports station back in the day. Uh, team site producer for Ad SB Nation and the Maize and Brew. He writes for them. Uh, Anthony Broom joins us, and he covers Michigan just like uh, the the rest of them, Angelique and all of them. Anthony's part of that gang. Ant, welcome on, man. How you doing? Oh, it's good to be here. Seems like usually the last couple of times I've been on um, – these particular airwaves i've missed out on you tom so it's good to uh, good to be here with you definitely love having you on what, what's your take on this did you expect it because what i was thinking about uh as the week went on i was like looks like they're gonna play this game especially today they went back to practice supposedly and all of a sudden 10 minutes ago boom it's canceled yeah no i'm not surprised at all especially considering it just came out i think this was from uh bruce feldman of fox sports that Michigan was going to be between COVID positives and contact tracing, going to be without 45 guys Ooh. this weekend, and that's that's before you know testing before Saturday. So um, they never did officially go back to practice. The last okay. couple of days have been, um, you know, Monday was limited. Monday is usually a, a workout and film day for them. And then Tuesdays when they start practice, they were going to keep doing workouts today, but uh, there's just there's just not enough there. I mean, it, at some point it becomes, you know, it's admirable that they tried to feel the team. Like I know Ohio State has said they're on the record. They were looking to hang 100, 100 on these guys. <laughs> but, you know, at some point you can't, you can't send a combination of a mash unit and a COVID ward into a game like that. In any game, it didn't matter if you're playing um, Nebraska this weekend. Right. It, it sucks. Um, it's, it, I hate that it kind of lends even more credence to the the comments that were made up last week about waving the white flag. Like these, these guys were trying to play, of course, and that, that's that's probably the most unfortunate part of it. But you know, 
this is the year that we're operating in. So it is what it is. We're talking about Kirk Herbstreet's comments last week. He goes on national TV and he says, hey, Michigan's really got a chance here to, to put the screws to Ohio State because if they don't play that game, Ohio State becomes a five team, five-win team not eligible to play in the college playoff. So where do we stand there, Anthony? Oh, Yeah, I think what the Big Ten's going to end up doing with Ohio State is I think they're going to wind up lowering the threshold of games that they need to play. They were going to have to play six to be eligible for the Big Ten title game, but I think with it sounds like there might be some, some stuff going on at Purdue this week. Too. Yeah, so I think I that, saw that they will lower the threshold. They'll let them play. They're, they're very clearly the best team of the Big Ten. Of course. And in a year where, let, let's, let's call it what it is, we're only playing football this year so everyone can make a buck. Right. And the Big Ten will do whatever it has to do to sort of bend the knee and, and ensure that whatever they have to do to get a playoff team in there, they'll do it. So I would expect um, I would expect them to make whatever concessions they need to make for Ohio State to not only play for a Big Ten title, but get enough games in where the playoff committee can go, okay, we can justify it. Just for the money? Just for the money? I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah, I know shocked, you are. I tell you. I know you are. Hey, we don't know the long-term effects of this COVID, what it's going to have on these kids. I mean, I got it. My girls got it. My wife got it last. I don't know, God forbid, something with my girls, with their health. I'll tell you, my Lily, who is my 18-year-old, felt like she was having a panic attack last week. And she's never had that. She's a cool kid. But she felt her heart beating out of rhythm. And she got really nervous. And that's one of the signs of COVID. One of the, you know, something that happens to your body is it, it could affect the heart muscles. So we don't know what these kids are going to come out of this with. And to play this year, and the, the the Big Ten, Kevin Warren, he was ahead of this. He said, we're not playing. Remember, the Big Ten was right. not playing. The Pac-10, we're not playing. Uh, he was right. We should probably not have played this this year. We don't know what the hell's going to happen now. Yeah, it's, there, there are so many unknowns there. And to this point, the Big Ten hasn't budged on the protocols to where if you're out uh, for a COVID positive, you're out for three weeks, which, you know, that that puts in serious jeopardy. Next weekend's supposed to be the, the crossover weekend. I don't think Michigan's going to, able, going to be able to field a team for next weekend either. At least that's kind of the early buzz coming out of there. So, um, like I said, uh, you kind of chalk it up to it being the year that it is. Yeah. Uh, it's unfortunate, but here we are, and no, I think all of us are fighting our own battles here and there, like you know, like you just alluded to uh, with your family as well. So, like I said, it is what it is. You move forward and uh, you put up the best fight you can with what's in front of you. Anthony Broom joins us, Mays and Brew, SB Nation. Ohio State has won eight straight, Jess, 15 of the last 16, and most of those games have not been close. I mean, Jim Harbaugh got close. Once or twice. Well, here's, that's it. Here's here's what I would recommend. We don't need to change coaches at Michigan. We need to bring back John Cooper to Ohio State. <laughs> that's it. John Cooper was a good man, and he took a good beating. And uh, you know what? He he goes on on national TV and radio when when he used to do the circuit, and he would be the joke here in Michigan and say, <laughs> "You guys love me." Great guy, by the way. But the last time Michigan won, Anthony, 2011, Denard Robinson shoelace. Five touchdowns. That seems like eons ago. 
Yeah, it's and, and I'll I'll be honest with you, that was in a a past life for me where I was I wasn't yeah. in this line of work. No, you were at CMU, I think, and weren't you? This is this predates CMU even. Wow! So I was working that day, and to this day, I mean, I've seen highlights and packages of the game. I've never seen. I can't recall a time I've seen <laughs> Michigan beat Ohio State because I didn't watch that game. Also. Amazing! So it doesn't hit for me the way it does for I for know. a lot of other people. Oh my but. god! Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, and, and it would have. There's no doubt. It something I, I keep telling people is that don't don't mistake your lack of desire to watch what would have happened this weekend with, you know, uh, just because we didn't watch doesn't mean we didn't want them to play. I, I wish those, I really wish that those kids would have been given the opportunity to play because you know for as for as checked out as they have looked throughout the year, yeah. and a lot of those guys come to Michigan to play in that game, regardless right. of outcome, result, what your record is. So um, the fact that that's kind of been wiped away, and, and I assume that it won't, you know, some people have speculated, well, if Ohio State can't play for a Big Ten title, are they just going to play this game next weekend? I, like I said, I don't think Michigan's going to be able to field a team next weekend, too. So it's kind of just an abrupt end to kind of a season that's petered out anyways. So I said Ohio State's won 15 of 16, Jess, and most of those games have not been close. But Michigan still leads the all-time series 58-51, to 51, throwing six ties in that series. Who, who would have thunk it? Yeah, it, well, of course, as, you know, as, as he says, it goes way back. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, I remember Michigan being a power against Ohio State because yeah. I'm an old dude. But right. My goodness, you know, you have to go back to the John Cooper days, right? And but, yeah, but what makes a rivalry is, you know, teams beating each other. One team, you know, winning one or two in a row. And they, but Michigan has been I – mean, Anthony, what, what's, what's gone on, man, really? What, what made Ohio State take off like they did the past 20 years and Michigan stay where they are and absolutely go stagnant, go backwards this year? Yeah, I know there's a lot of – people have a lot of opinions on this, you know, People will say, oh, Ohio State's a dirty program. Like, I think that to a certain extent, is there more of a, a drive to, to win and be great down there? I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, you know, what Ohio State has really had is 20 years, you know, outside of that Luke Fickle year in 2011. Right. They've had 20 years of what you can say is arguably – um, I know Woody. You know Woody. The Woody people would argue against this. You've had arguably your your two best coaches in the last twenty years, and and not just two great coaches, two historically great coaches. I mean, when it's all said and done, you can put what Urban Meyer's done oh. up against the best of them. Yeah, you know, not named yep. Nick Nick Saban or Bear Bryant and so, the sweater vest. Like I said, <laughs> yeah, that's that's all part of it. Jim Trussell. Um, he started and, it really. Yeah, and the gap has only gotten wide. Like yeah. that's that's where there's something to the take that, yeah, Michigan Michigan gets back into this rivalry by Ohio State finding it's John Cooper again. Like Ohio State's going to have to flip because they're it's not just Michigan they're extending this gap on. It's with the rest of this conference, and um, you know they're they're recruiting at a level and playing at a level right now. That, you know, outside of Clemson and Alabama, they're they're right there every year with rankings and where they finish in the standings so it's just it's going to take some kind of special herculean program building effort from someone at any of these schools forget michigan uh, you know penn state michigan state you know whoever can rise up in this conference but 
Um, it's dominant, and honestly, I think people were hoping that it would start to slip under Ryan Day. It's not. It looks like it's just going to keep rolling along. So you know, you I, don't, know, I don't know what the way out of that is. You know, you mentioned you mentioned Clemson in there. I don't remember Clemson being a power until the last yeah few years. They had right? a good, they had a couple of good years under Danny Ford back in the uh, early you know back in the eighties and nineties. Then they kind of fell off the the ledge. How now did, they're back with Dabble Sweeney. How'd they get back? Well, they 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 played dirty as well, right, Ant? Yeah, you know, there's uh, I don't think there's any coincidence that some of these teams that stay towards the top are the ones that roll around in the mud a little bit more than the rest of the country, and that's where, like I said, it's going to be really interesting to see if anyone can start to close that gap. When um, you know, we are heading down the road, where eventually players are going to be able to get some sort of compensation sure. for what they do, what their likeness is. So I don't know. You would think a school like Michigan, being the brand it is, would be able to leverage themselves to benefiting from that, but I, just, I, I don't know. Um, you know, Every year that passes, we we talk about how this season has kind of been a, you know, a bit, I mean, it is a cash grab, but they could have just maybe set a playoff field of Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, and insert fourth team here, and it would have been the same result that we're heading towards anyway. With a lot less collateral damage. Why? Yeah, it's uh, college football has a problem. They they need to find a way to to close this gap a little bit. No doubt, or at least, and I've been calling for this for a long time. The Big Ten is in two divisions, but anyone that's in Ohio State's division basically has no chance to get to the to the <laughs> Big Ten championship game. Was well, that Ohio yeah, State's fault? Yeah. Divisions to me, I mean, it's like your, I like what the Big 12 does. Like, just let your two best teams play at the end of the year and figure it out. Yeah, um, they got to do something different. More often than not, more often than not, you're going to get, you know, Northwestern or Iowa coming out of the Big 10 West. Correct. He's getting pummeled by Ohio State. So it, that's not fun for, it's fun for Buckeye fans. But, uh, you know, they've had a lot of fun over the last 20 years. No doubt. It's, it's time to even it out a little bit. And, uh, Anthony Broom joins us, SB Nation, Maze and Brew. All right, let's talk about Jim Harbaugh now. The word the word on the street, Rob Parker puts out the other day, his moles are saying that Harbaugh is getting an extension. I hear another thing today. He's going to get a couple of deals, a short-term deal, and into a long-term deal. What the, what the hell's going on over there? Can you got anything for me? Uh, well, it seems like pe- most people know fractions of everything, but nobody seems to be able to put a finger on what's going on there. Uh, the one thing that everyone kind of universally thinks is going on is that there is a three-year extension on the table, which, let's be honest here, like when, you're get- when coaches get extended in college football, they're getting extended for five more years, six more years, seven more years. So a three-year deal that's an incentive-laden con- – like this- these are the reported terms of what's on the table – um, incentive-laden, um, a low buyout, and things like that. Like To me, that's just that if you don't win 10 games or win the Big Ten next year, you're just kicking the can down the road because we're going to be having this conversation next right. year too. So, again, um, I, I don't – and I'll looking at this from both sides, from Michigan's perspective, that's probably a fair offer to make to Jim Harbaugh right now given that we're – almost six years into this thing, and not only are you no closer to your goals than you were when you got there, but it's, it's trending downward. It's, yep. it's kind of starting to crater. Uh, but from the Harbaugh perspective, 
You know, I want to know that I'm the guy. I want that five-year deal. I want that six-year deal. I want you to um, invest in me, and I want to be the guy to figure that out. So it kind of seems like the ball is in Jim Harbaugh's court right now, and I don't have any predictions to make. I still think he's going to wind up being back and, yeah. and taking this deal, and they come to some kind of an agreement. But with each day that passes without a deal, like it does – it does make you wonder a little bit, like if this is, is if this is crawling to a close, because a week from tomorrow they start signing recruits for their twenty four You don't think Ohio You've State have this sorted out? You don't think Ohio State's telling kids you don't want to, you're going to sign what Michigan? This guy's got a three year deal. He's got a low buyout. They're going to fire him. Who the hell would come to Michigan already? Who who would who, what kid would want to come to Michigan yeah. with, with with this kind of stuff going on? Well, and not just the kids either. It's Okay, we're going to bring you back. There are going to be there are going to be staff changes, anyways, because I think six of their assistants are up after this year. But they're going to revamp. If he comes back, they will revamp the staff. And you know, if you're on that kind of you know bridge, we'll call it what it is the bridge contract, a three year deal. You know what it is? It's basically three one year deals. Right. You're basically re upping it after each year. Correct. If you're going out, you're, you need to line up some top notch assistants. Who? Any, who that's worth anything at all is going to come here and hitch their wagon to that. Uh, I think it, it affects your ability to make the best hires you can make, too. So um, I, I think Michigan is either going to maybe have to increase their offer a little bit, which I don't know how much leverage Harbaugh has to ask for that, or they might be starting over again. I, I honestly, I don't know which way this is going right now. I still trend that it's <laughs> going to be a deal that gets done, but like I said, with each day that passes, I am less and less sure. Well, let, let's look at the college football playoff now. We'll, we'll take Michigan out of it right now, obviously. And uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State. Those are your top four. Ohio State sitting at 5-0. and oh. Let's say the Big Ten finds them a game or lowers the threshold and lets them in. That's a, to me, that's the best four teams Anyway, you don't even have to play this year. And I could have picked those four teams and said that these are the best four teams in the country. But then you got unbeaten Cincy, another Ohio team, sitting at seven. And then you got the upstart Coastal Carolina guys at 18. They're 10-0. and uh, BYU's putting in a little bit of a bid as well. We know they are, none of those teams are getting in. Well, Coastal Carolina, weren't they playing baseball? No, they were playing That's football. That's a baseball school, know, isn't it? It is. But you know what? They have they have a good football team this year. Yeah, all, and, those, uh, all those baseball guys yeah. got redshirted this year. They did. So, and out of all of those teams, I mean, who, do you see any other teams getting in besides the top four I mentioned? I think that, you know, Cincinnati kind of winds up, you know, staying undefeated and wins their division or wins their conference. I think they have a case, but honestly, uh, I think those first four that you named, the, the teams that are the four right now, are are going to be your four teams. Um, I don't see, like I said, if if Notre Dame beats Clemson again, maybe the conversation gets a little more interesting. But Clemson didn't have Trevor Lawrence. No, I think that, they still I gave up forty. They might though. be in anyways. They still gave up forty yeah. though, right on on defense. Yeah. Well, you know, like I said, I, I think that that it's pretty clear that's your four right now. Um, you can you can do whatever you want to the order of the seating, but like I said, um, this year especially, and maybe maybe Florida has an outside shot. I, I don't know, but um, you know this is a year where 
we talk about how there's a gap. You know, the gap between the elite programs and everyone else has never been more apparent than any year right. where you have to kind of do things on the fly. And those four that you named are, are the four that I would probably roll with right now. With gas, this is shocking. <laughs> I think that Clemson and Alabama will wind up playing for a national Hey, I wouldn't mind Clemson-Notre Dame playing this time. You give us a little bit of a different uh, feel, and that game was an amazing game to watch, and now you put Trevor Lawrence in that game. I think it would be phenomenal. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm, I'm just down for entertaining football, yeah. honestly. I'm so starved for that. That's why we're playing, right? I mean, that's the reason we're playing. We're starved. We let these, and We roll the dice and let these kids play. And we'll see how, how it goes yep. down the line. As you said, we'll kick the can and see how far it goes. Uh, I don't know. One last name is Matt Campbell, uh, obviously uh, Iowa State's coach. His name has been bandied about uh, maybe NFL, maybe college. What do you think Matt Campbell? Is his name – can he come here and coach the Michigan Wolverines? Yeah, I think he's I think he's qualified. I think he's probably a guy I would have somewhere in – you know, somewhere at or near the top of the list. I think when you just look at, you know, a lot of people say, well, what has he done at Iowa State? And part of the question of that is answered by the fact that he's at Iowa State, a team that, you know, if they win the Big 12 this year, it'll be the first conference title they've won since 1912. Amazing. So that's not a place you win at. Um, everywhere he's gone, he's won. His team's generally speaking – um, outperformed their recruiting rankings in terms of the analytics and things like that by about 20 spots. And I don't think that recruiting would be a prop. Like, this is the thing about Michigan is, you know, worried about preserving this recruiting class they have right now. Michigan's always going to recruit fairly well. Right. Like, even, you know, Brady Hoke was able to get guys in there. Rich Rod was able to get guys in there. Um, you know, the low end of that is maybe you're somewhere at the back end of the top 20, but you're still going to recruit well. Um, and again, you can't. There, if the Harbaugh thing has taught us anything, there's no such thing as a home run hire. So I, I can't even tell you who absolutely right. is that guy. Um, there's always a little bit of luck involved in, with any of these hires. But as far as what his qualifications are, I mean, Matt Campbell, to me, is as qualified for this potential opening as really anyone would be. Well, is he a Michigan guy? Did I mean? Obviously, <laughs> you have to be a Michigan. Gotta guy. Gotta be a Michigan man. I don't know if he's driven through here or not, but <laughs> to me, that makes him a Michigan man. <laughs> if he's just driven through here, because, I thought I thought Harbaugh was the home run. I really did. I, I'm I'm really I'm shocked where we are right now as a Michigan football. I'm I'm shocked, Anthony. You know, you got 30 seconds, but are you as shocked as I am that this didn't work? Uh, I'm pretty surprised. I can't say anything shocks me because Michigan has kind of been this way for the last 15 years or so. But the fact that – did I expect them to be cratering as a program and one of the two or three worst teams in the Big Ten in year six of the Harbaugh era? <laughs> Pandemic or not, no. That's that's just not – that's not what anyone signed up for. Damn. Hey, thanks for coming on, Ant. We appreciate it. We'll continue to read you. Best of luck to you. Stay healthy, man. Of course. Thanks, everyone. Take care of that dog of yours. Anthony Broom from Maize and Brew in the SB Nation. Uh, Michigan-Ohio State canceled. They will not play football for the first time since 1917. But Michigan still leads the all-time series. We can still say that. 58-51-6. Who cares about the last 20 years? (laughs) (laughs) I I, I think the Michigan fans (laughs) scare. They care a lot. 
I wanted this game canceled as bad as I wanted it to be played. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a, I just didn't want to see. They're a 35-point underdog. <sighs> Ohio State would have put up like, they would have put up 80 on them. They would have. They would have put up 80 points on them. That's that, how bad they're playing this year. Well, it's it's probably good for Harbaugh they're not playing then. Something's rotten still. We'll see. We'll see what comes out of this, and uh, hope the kids feel better. Uh, we don't want anything happening to yeah, them. For sure. Thanks to Kelsey and David B behind the glass. Stevie Mac helping us put this show together. Stevie Mac want, wants Harbaugh fired, by the way, and Matt Campbell from Iowa State hired. So uh, we'll see if he gets his wish. I'm with you, kid. I'm I've had enough. Let's move on. At this point, what difference does it make? Hey, we're going to talk about one of your favorite <laughs> subjects on our next show, the okay. Detroit Lions. I know oh, you love talking Lions. Fa- one of my favorite subjects. We're going to have uh, Dave Burkett joining us. There's lots going on in the NFL as well. There's football tonight, by the way. Thanks for listening to The Wrap, courtesy of Warren RV Storage. Thanks to Roger Z and the gang. It's Maz. We'll see you next time on The Wrap.